Uh. That's not loud enough. No, it's not. There we go. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. Uh. We're dying. Uh. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Unqualified Podcast. My name is Blake. Blake. Your local and expert in survival tactics. All right. Expert? Exp- I, you know what? You're going to call yourself an expert? I'm as much of an expert as I believe I am, which you know what? That's the knowing's knowing's half the battle. You ever watch G.I. Joe? Knowing's um, half the battle. As always, <laughs> Taylor, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I am uh, tired. Very tired. Um, you did some construction I today. I did do construction. Not really like hard work, just long work. Where, um, where were you? Because the view you sent me in that picture of the of that backyard was beautiful. I was in the outskirts of Norman, Oklahoma. Go Sooners. Um, boomer. Boomer. Uh, <laughs> what were you doing out, out I was Norman? building a ceiling uh, with my brother. Oh. On one of his client's houses. It looked like a barn, not a house. So it was actually what they call a barndonomian. or whatever. I know. Uh, basically, it's yeah. a barn that was turned into a house. But it wasn't actually ever built to be a, like a barn. It was. It's a metal building that looks like a barn. But it's meant to be a house. house. It started out as a... It was going to be a hunting cabin. It's on 180 acres. Whoa. Um, Now, that's a lot. And then as they started building it, they were like, yo, we should live here. (laughs) And so they changed some stuff up, and I think now they're (laughs) going to... I'm sorry. I just think of some middle... I just think of some middle class family. Oh, okay. So upper middle class. Upper middle class. (laughs) Just some upper middle class family. You know, a wife, a husband, and their kids. They're like, you know what? Instead of living as a hunting cabin, we should just live as a home. It's actually pretty crazy because my my brother is actually selling his house right now to buy land. Oh. And to build a barn house. Oh, So that's pretty crazy. It was kind of like a full circle thing, so. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It was complicated, and we had to go back out there tomorrow really, really, really early in the morning. Uh-oh. And we're recording this really, really late. What, what? A lot later That's than we life. usually do. Here's the thing, though, man. Like, I tell myself, like, oh, I'm so tired. I gotta go to sleep, like, right now, right? Mm-hmm. And the moment I lay down in bed, it's gonna be like, cool, so... And then I look at the clock again, and it's 6 a.m., and I'm like, <laughs> why am I still awake? <laughs> I got all this energy. What do I need to do with right. it? Right. It's ridiculous. Oh. <sighs> um... Yeah, man. Yeah, that's so anyway, awesome. That's what I was doing today. <laughs> well, you know what? I I'm very excited for today's episode. Um, as you can probably tell from the title, uh, woot woot. you're gonna we're gonna talk about you know survival in different apocalyptic scenarios. Yeah, I mean we're talking like you know total collapse of, of on like an economical level on a social level like. Yeah. Like you're you're like you have to leave your home and 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 shelter up somewhere because that's well maybe not leave your home it maybe just not depends on the situation yeah um, but most importantly I'm gonna make fun of Blake today <laughs> how is that because uh, you're gonna be real crazy about some of these and I'm gonna make fun of you about it it's gonna be super okay exciting. all right all right well we'll we'll see we'll see how we get through it <laughs> as always though before we get started we have to go through our hot takes. So, uh, yeah, sure. you, you go, go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. I don't have one readily available. I thought you said you had one. We talked um, about this pre-podcast. I said that I thought I had one. Like pre-recorded. At some point, but I don't really remember. Okay. Well, you, while you think of it, you're, we, we talked about this a lot earlier, okay? And uh, earlier in the week. And I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about when I'm going to bring this up. But for everybody out there, uh, 
you know, during the cold times, chili is amazing. Oh, my and absolutely, oh, you my love. Gosh. <laughs> you know, you already know what I'm talking about. It's okay. <laughs> so this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> so with with my chili, no, I put. You know, if we have we have them crushed up I'm crackers, I'm not recording this podcast and, with you anymore. And shredded cheese. Yeah. And then yeah. here's yeah. the kicker: I put mustard on chili. Oh my god! <laughs> and for some reason, some people believe that mustard does not belong in chili. No, mustard does belong on chili if it's on a hot dog. But why can it not belong in oh a bowl of god. chili? <laughs> Somebody so, can get this man. My hot take is that mustard belongs in a bowl of chili, like like a bowl of chili you're having nah, for for the colder weather. It, it adds me a, favor. a lot of flavor. I've got a, I got a connection mm-hmm. to people who work at mental hospitals. <laughs> let's just go ahead and go get you checked in. And let's this. <laughs> Sound good? <laughs> you know what? You bet. You bet. Man, but that's my hot take. You know, what the heck? take it or leave it. You know, you're what already listening this heck? far into the podcast. Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, what's your... go try it and let let me know. Yeah, no, like, or uh, destroy Blake in the or <laughs> I was gonna say, or if you've had mustard with chili and you agree with me, I need you to leave in a comment down below saying that you. Do you agree. know people that agree with you, Rosie? Rosie agrees with you? Okay. Yeah, she's the one who introduced me to mustard and chili. Yeah, but she does other weird food things, too. I'm like, <laughs> she does strange, She bro. does peanut butter and marshmallow fluff on a sandwich. Nah, homie. No, 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 no. I that's see really how that good. Can be good but that's no, amazing. No, no, that takes away from the peanut butter, bro. Oh, uh, okay. Um, you're, so you're a purist with your PB&J. Okay. Wow. Yeah, dude. Peanut butter and jelly all day, bro. All right, whatever, man. I wonder, man, do I have peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> Text your wife to, um, yeah, to make I you a PB&J. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no. I don't love that hot take. Uh, first of all, I think it's an extremely cold take because <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> Whatever. No, because well, because apparently my dad doesn't think that it belongs in chili either. Yeah. Well, so your dad is a sane man. Okay. He is mentally you know stable. What? You know what? Whatever. <laughs> Can we just move on um, with your hot take? If you've got one, I, Mister, I, I thought of one. I'll go uh, slightly political because um, <clears throat> I don't do that except for when COVID nineteen is happening. Apparently, um, <laughs> how exciting! Just because Oklahoma, and if you're listening to this and you're not in Oklahoma, sorry, I don't care. Um, <clears throat> wow, <laughs> maybe this applies to you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. Um, just because we're on phase one of reopening our state does not mean <clears throat> that you don't need to stay home. Agreed. And let's just go ahead and say that. Agreed. Um, to all the people that clogged up traffic today for me, y'all can all go die. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, also, the people that stormed Penn Square Mall today. Oh, I saw like that. A feeding frenzy. Um, you can also go bite the curb. So. Yeah, I saw that. Pretty that is. Just dropped something. Why are you drop? What are you? What's really put it funny down? is that I almost hit the space bar, which would have ended this episode. <laughs> put it down before that um, happens. <laughs> you're oh you're on timeout, gosh. Taylor. And then we're oh. not gonna edit any of this out. <laughs> yeah. So Oklahoma, like, can listen. We be, can we be smarter? Just please? because the restrictions are being lifted and being, you know, a little lightened up right now. Does not mean that you can lax your your hand washing. Does not mean you can be letting your guard down when you're going out yeah. and about. You still need to honor the social distancing, 
you know, rules and everything that's in place. Rules a lot of businesses, and regulations. The, the you know businesses that are in Oklahoma City, you know, they didn't even decide to roll with Phase One until May first. You know, right. So you, you need to you, you need to write this out. You know, we we need to all just stay indoors as as much as possible. Right. I know it's getting tough for a lot of people. You know, being confined to the same four walls, it is tough. I'm not going to say it's not. Everybody's getting affected by it. You know. It's uh, it's it's a tough thing to deal with right now, but you know what? You know the 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 longer that we stay quarantined up, the longer that we we stay indoors, um, you know, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna ride this out, and we're gonna shorten the time that the restrictions are gonna have to put in place, at least the social distancing restrictions. You know, I do believe that, you know, we'll we'll get to normal you know normalcy within maybe a month or two where we can start going out and, and, and start redoing the things that we like. But I, I believe we have to do it cautiously, you know. Hopefully, with the state reopening it up, um, you know, it's a positive thing and we don't have a complete complete 180 of, you know, COVID cases where, you know, we were slowly climbing and now all of a sudden we skyrocket and we have all these confirmed cases because... Um, they wanted to open up everything a little earlier than I, I believe that they should. So right. if you're going to go out, if, if you're going to go to, you know, get your hair cut, get your hair done, did your nails, whatever, just be careful. You know, there's no harm in still wearing a mask or, you know, you always should be washing your hands no matter what and respecting that six feet, you know, social distance. So, yeah, freaking six feet, <clears throat> people. I was in freaking uh, uh, a fine uh, gas station establishment and would this be on someone yeah um <laughs> i had someone stand literally like right behind you six and a half inches behind me. yeah there's there's x's on the ground for the reason i wanted to i wanted to kill people yeah it's uh it's a crazy time that we're living in right now you know and i think that's kind of the part why we're talking about this episode in the first place so i think without any further ado yeah. We're going to talk about survival. Okay. Yeah. So, woot woot. for survival, we're going to go through a couple of different scenarios. We're going to rank them from most likely to least likely to happen. Um, I'm just going to, spoiler warning, least likely, we're going to talk about like least likely, holy crap, uh, is like zombies <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, um, that's definitely not going to be happening anytime soon. But, you know, we're going to talk about things like an EMP attack or like, you know, or, you know, that would wipe out all of our tech. Um, global warming a really huge national disaster some sort of super infection or super super plague you know go figure um bioterrorism stuff like that so um and just kind of how we would personally prepare you know prepare for them and then um and probably how you know we personally would just survive you know all around just personal survival tips that we have and here's the big question should you be preparing I think dun 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 dun. Nah. We'll uh, we'll answer that. <laughs> well, we'll we'll give you your opinion. We. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> if you would like to go read the title of this podcast, the first little word this is unqualified. Um, <laughs> that means that we aren't qualified to tell you to do anything. Um, no. However, we are very qualified to express our opinions. Um, and you chose to click on it, so you have to listen. Yeah, so shut up and take it. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, bug out bags or go bags. 
you know, my dad has been talking about making bug out bags in case something happens. Now, this is an event now, of like. Now, tell me exactly what a bug out bag is and what is the purpose of said bug out. So, bag. let's say for some reason a tornado comes through, which very much often happens here. Um, and, and sometimes on a on a supernatural level with the kind of strength that they get to, um, and it, and it, it's coming our way. It's not going to turn. It's 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 going to wipe the house out. Uh, you know, bug out bags are bags of essential supplies that you can you can live off of. You know, for a weeks or, or weeks amount of time. You know, a couple of weeks. You know, they have non perishables. They have different supplies to help you. You know, survive. In, you know in a either in a more remote location like maybe you've got um something out out far in in remote rural area or maybe it's just something that you know you lost all your personal belongings and then everything that you have with you at the moment is within those bags and then that's all you can you know have right now so what you're saying <clears throat> is in in the instance of an emergency mhm um, you could survive. See, exactly. To me, I think that's more qualified as, like, just an emergency supply kit. If right. You will. To me, a bug out <clears throat> kit or bag or whatever uh, c- container you choose to use <laughs> um, is more like one of these things that we're going to talk about has happened. And that is what you have to begin your survival uh, opportunity, if you will. Um, Which is very true. But I mean, I guess, it, I mean, to me, so like. I mean, it can be both ways. Let's talk like logistically, right? I get hit with a tornado. I live in the middle of Oklahoma City, West Side Central. West Side? Um, <laughs> um, and if I got hit with a tornado, right? Let's say, mm-hmm. I mean, it, let's say it took out like whew, a mile. Okay, I have other family and friends in Oklahoma. Like, I'm not gonna be homeless for three days to a week. Like, mm-hmm. that's just not gonna happen. Like, right. I might go. Like, I don't know. Two hours, three hours, <laughs> like, and like, okay. So I had this conversation with my wife because, like, it's tornado season. Like, it's here, guys. It's May first, uh, currently. It's May. Um, which means in two days we're gonna have a record-breaking tornado for the 18th year in a row. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> even though there's like no weather on the docket, you know what I mean. Yeah. You Oklahomies know what I mean. Um, Oklahomies. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she's like getting all this stuff together. She's like, I want to put like three days worth of food in there. And I was like, name a tornado situation where we would be without food for three days. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm going to walk out of the disaster zone, call an Uber and go to my brother's house. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're talking like, what are you talking about? Like, we're not going to yeah. need three days worth of food for a tornado. Like, you're talking mm-hmm. like, oh, it's been an hour and I'm hungry. Give me a granola bar. Like, that. that is the extent <laughs> of food. Like, maybe some bottles of water because you never know what might happen. Like, yeah. you, might, like you might get, like, I don't know, something on your face and you need to wash it off. Like, I get that. But, like, first aid, get that. But, like, if you're trapped in your house somehow mm-hmm. for three days and you have the ability to eat food, that is a mere... That, that must mean, like... The, the your house has collapsed on top of you in a way that like has created a bubble 
<laughs> like a and vacuum. you can, like, survive in this little <laughs> bubble while the house is, like, smashed on top of you. Oh, my gosh. If the I house mean... has fallen down on top of us, we're most likely not in a situation where we can just be like, oh, hey, honey, where's the uh, where's the emergency bag? Let me uh, can I get that granola bar or give me that can of ravioli. Like, no, like... <laughs> Can of ravioli. <laughs> That's just. I'm glad you know the essentials is ravioli and granola, bruh. Um, it's just not very practical to me. Like, that's an emergency kit. Like, that has like our social security numbers and stuff in it, mm-hmm. so that if the house burns down, we can grab one bag and leave. Yeah, which um, are, don't. Which is important to still yeah, have. I mean, that's important. You live in Oklahoma. Like, get your life together. <laughs> um. But to me, a bug out bag is like, oh crap, society has fallen, or uh, the apocalypse is here, or uh, I don't know, martial law, I don't know, something, and you have to leave, and like you have to like get on the road, or you have to like walk live off the land, yeah, like something, and you need like three to four weeks worth of food or something like that, like to get to wherever you're going, like that yeah. to me is more buggy outy, buggy um, <laughs> outy. Anyway, I got I got on this huge, basically, y'all know what a bug. You got a big on big rant. <laughs> so you can continue with this episode now. <laughs> Thank you for passing the reins back over. Uh, but yeah, so I think it'd be I think it'd be a good idea to get just like kind of all the general survival stuff out of the way because yeah. I feel like we're gonna rehash a lot of the general stuff if we don't talk about it now. That way we can get into like the specific nitty gritty of like specific again, details. I cannot express this enough. This is our opinion. Please if, treat if, it as such. If, if something does seriously happen that we are experiencing near social economic collapse of society as you know, know. Like, it. let's say like i don't know like a uh, an infection like you know hits like a bat in like china <laughs> and comes to america and almost brings an entire society down to their knees like i don't know something like that wow that's super specific has that crazy. happened before crazy has that happened yet what ah! or you know the new leader of of, of north korea see. has decided that she's button happy oh and is pressing all the big red buttons so let's let's talk about some scenarios so, numero uno blake okay so the most likely in my mind I, i'd like to know what you think would probably be most likely to happen but in my mind let's say a foreign enemy outside of the u.s decided that it is time to bring us to the knees and bring us to our our, our total devastation of, of our you know total structure of how we went how, you know how we work and they target you know power grids and stuff like that total emp blackout we're without technology it's a big emp attack on on our part of the world you know I, that that probably would be the, the the most likely thing to happen as as scary as it is you know um a total wipe of technology would honestly bring our 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 total social you know, ladder to its knees because so much, you know, people are so reliant on technology, not just because of personal needs, but, you know, there's jobs out there that require technology to function in in some instances. And so if you don't have that, you know, that accessibility, because, you know, it may be weeks before they get that stuff turned back on. It may be, you know, a mere months before they get everything back to normal, you know, people are going to start rioting. People are going to start going crazy with a lot of these scenarios, you know, um, and so how do you how do you prepare for, for something like that? How do you prepare for a tech blackout, a complete EMP attack that wipes out all the technology uh, on, you know, in the United States or wherever you are? Um, bug out bag, of course, is, is very important. Let me start out by saying this. I don't think this is the most likely option um, <clears throat> as far as a uh, end of the world as we know it situation. Mm-hmm. Um 
Because based on my understanding of EMPs, mm-hmm. um, they're not like very controllable, mm-hmm. like distance wise and stuff. Right. And I'm pretty sure like you launch one in a, in the world, and the entire world would go blackout. Um, right. Well, and I, get, I don't think whoever's attacking us is mm-hmm. going to be like, ah, oops, I accidentally attacked myself too. Yeah. Um, now, if there was like a centralized way of like attaching an EMP to our power grid and then bringing it down that way, um, mm-hmm. like almost like a tech virus, if you will, that right. Which, brings it down, I think I could see that more. Um, yeah. I do think EMPs I mean, are like a thing, obviously. No, yeah. But just however uh, it happens, yeah. just our technology just totally blacks out on us for sure. A, 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 a substantial period of time. Yeah. And when we're talking about these, I mean, we're talking about, you know, in this instance, it probably would be a, a month or two and before we would start getting some things back online because, of course, we would we would get them back. We wouldn't be out with forever unless they just fry everything hey, you never to know. kaputs. Yeah, you never know. So, and like, so, this wouldn't, like, so a, a complete tech blackout, like, let's say, like, an EMP or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what would that you do? That would mean, just for reference, that would mean anything electronic. So... Mm-hmm. Anything with a screen, anything with a cord coming out the back of it, uh, anything with a battery, anything with a battery. So your car is toast. Um, now th- that's where it gets interesting. So yeah, any car made, I don't know, nineteen ninety and newer. Yeah, you would have to be driving like a classic, classic. Is probably to be, to gone. Get by. Um, because in in this instance, it would be like. A tech blackout wouldn't necessarily kill batteries. Mm-hmm. It would kill things hooked up to the power grid. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Satellites technically would be speaking, down. if your car Maybe. is not an electronic start, if it's an older ignition style, your battery can still hold a charge um, and mm-hmm. start the car. That's all the battery's there for, really, is to start the car, especially in older cars. Um, yeah. So, like, if you have a really classic car... Like, so let's say like, you know, you're asking me, Hey Taylor specifically, how would you prepare for an EMP? Step one, get a stupid old vehicle. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, just in general, just military grade, (laughs) like Jeep from mash. (laughs) (laughs) That specific. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I I think you would, I mean, that's transportation. You would want to find an older, you would want, yeah, you would want to definitely find an older vehicle, something that is not modernized by you know, computer means or anything like that. Right. Old ignition start, something right. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think at that point, once you get a car up and running and you've got your bug out bag with all your stuff in it. Yeah. Obviously, with any any disaster like what we're going to be talking about, it, it's, you know, food, water, mm-hmm. shelter, transportation. Like, those are, like, kind of the keys, right? Right. And so, obviously, in an EMP, you'd have to have, like, an older vehicle or a bike or your feet. Um, <laughs> your Lamborghinis. And then, you know... Um, me personally, I have friends and and some distant family who are either self-sustained or mm-hmm. they are much more prepared for a uh, thing like this. Now, when you I say am. when you say prepared, do you mean they have the practical skills to live off the land? Not only like so, like I have like a couple people in my life that like live off the land, mm-hmm. like. If the grid shut down, they could disappear without a trace and live on their farm, and they would, their life would not change. Mm-hmm. Like, they would, you know, hatch their <laughs> chicken eggs, 
they would kill a cow like they would grow <laughs> vegetables like like their life wouldn't change like they would hunt like you know but then I yeah. have other people who may not be as like self-sustainable as them mm-hmm. um, but they have like an armory <laughs> like in their house and they have hunting skills and just general survival skills um, yeah. and so like those are the type of people that I would probably be reaching out to um, and if you are not able to reach out to them, I know at least one to two of them that has basically said, Hey, if anything goes bad, just show up at my house. Um, <laughs> and that's what I would, that's what I would probably do. So I would like, yeah, realistically speaking. And I had this conversation with you when we were talking about this episode, I have, uh, began COVID-19 has really shown me personally, um, how close as a society we are to breaking at like any given point. Um, you know, we're talking about a very deadly and a very serious virus. Don't let me like take this lightly by any means. However, we're talking about a virus that, um, asked us to stop getting our haircuts and to, uh, eat at home more and to, uh, live with the people that we live with and no one else. And, um, you know, we kind of fell apart (laughs) and are (laughs) still falling apart as a society. Um, and, and that was a virus that I hate to say that I hate to use the word only, but that's only a virus that has like a 3% death rate in, in the United States. Um, now 3% to me is way too much. Like I understand that. And I was one of the people that was such a proponent on like, we've got to care for the people right now. Um, and less about our economic health. I understand that's important, but I feel like people's lives are more important than money. And I will always feel that way. You can't convince me otherwise. Um, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, coronavirus was horrible and is still horrible. However, it, it, it wasn't as bad as what you think. Mm-hmm. in your head when you think of like a pandemic right um and yet that almost brought and has still i mean still continuing to bring our nation to its knees and the world to its knees and so like through that like i've always been like borderline like should i like have some supplies ready um <laughs> and this is kind of like pushed me right over the edge um so we've begun the process of what it looks like to not be a crazy prepper, if you will, but just to a be doomsday a doomsday prepper. Pre- yeah, no, <laughs> but just just to be like a prepared individual, mm-hmm. if you will. So like, which um, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and so like you know, I live in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. I don't have land. I don't have like I can't build a bunker, and I can't like <laughs> start a farm. And so like, if I lived on land, or if I really thought that like holy crap, the world's going to end. I would probably look at buying land and building mm-hmm. a survival place. Yeah. Right. Cause at that point, if the world's coming to its you know end, you're not worried about your financial situation. Right, yeah. You're going to spend every single penny you can to get something going. Right. So, but, but I think you bring up a lot of valid points and something like that. So, you know, it, complete total devastation of technology. You can't yeah. look any, anything up on your phone or computers. You got to rely everything off of Secure old food. school. That's yeah. my number one secure food and water. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of goes into my starting <clears throat> of preparation of just having like, I don't know, let's say like three to f- six weeks. 
yeah. of food stored up, ready to go in kind of like bunch cans of and rice and stuff. Yeah, like ready to go if I need them to be. Yeah, I mean, and and, and so in, in that kind of situation where you know we're completely blacked out for a couple of months. Yeah, you know, I, I think you need to you know you need, you need to secure a food source. Yeah. So whether it's you've got you know, a way of planting or you've got a way of animal husbandry or whatever, you know, just an event or you've got stuff stored up. Or you can raid a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So barring any sort of raiding or rioting, um, you got your secure food, you know, maybe you have to build a sus- sustainable food source, maybe the blackout lasts for six months. It's a little longer than anticipated because the attack was so devastating, whatever. Um, you know, you, you make sure that you've got a clean and, and sufficient water supply, be it it's a well no, and on the land that you're living on or it's from a local water supply that isn't, you know, bad in any way. Um, and then making sure, yeah, you got old old style, ignition style transportation. Um, and uh, I think a few practical skills, you know, I think maybe learning how to at least plant a few vegetables and fruits would be would, would be would be nice. You know, give you some renewable food sources. God forbid something happens to your stash. Um, and then, you know, and I really hate to bring this up, but in, in those times, it, it does not take long for some people's human psyche to go bonkers. Yeah. Learn how to at least shoot a shotgun. Learn learn what it feels like to shoot a shotgun. At, at the very most, shoot a couple rounds yeah, off. I would, call it good. I would say, like... Because food, water, shelter, protection. Yeah, because what the well, and, and learn and learn how to you know at least know how to point, aim, and and how to operate it. You know, shoot a few rounds off, and you don't have to do much else. Because with a shotgun, it's the easiest thing you can have for protection. You literally point in the direction you want that <laughs> thing to go away, and you pull the trigger as long as you got it loaded up and chambered. So, I think you know, get your get your bug out bag with your food stash and your bottled water. If you can establish a sustainable food source, either from a nearby water source with like a river or creek or whatever and find a way to purify it or you're living off the well on the land that's in there um maybe build up a sustainable food source if you have to if you're going to be there long enough and then uh make sure you're stocked up and secured and really don't go anywhere um stay where you are until until you know everything is back to somewhat normalcy everything's back under control you know, because when something like this happens, if and if any of these happen for a substantial amount of time, you know, something that is not just completely world ending, you know, like a tech blackout, that can be kind of localized to a few countries. There's going to be rioting. There's going to be people going crazy. There's going to be looting. Yeah, you, know, I mean, you just got to be, be prepared. Purge. Yeah, you you got to be like you got to be ready. Without technology, the police force can't really work properly. And without technology, a lot of people go crazy. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, just with with a tech blackout. Prepare yourself. Find a place somewhere semi-rural, suburban to rural countryside if you've got a place you can go. Yeah. And I just get yourself a sustainable way of living. In the event of like an EMP, tech blackout, whatever, I think it. Let, let's assume that my vehicles don't work. Mm-hmm. I think I would stay home. Like I think I would bunker down in my house because the closest person that I can think of that I could like go to and be like, <clears throat> hey, I'm, I'm hunkering down with you mm-hmm. is at least 40 minutes drive time dang and so you're talking about walking like a day's walk yeah and so like i think in an event where you know people are going crazy and Mm -hmm. you know i don't think that's a smart decision yeah so i think in the event of that i think that's how you should prepare now 
Uh, on to number two, and, and from most to least likely to happen, uh, let's say the new leader of North Korea, she stepped in and she goes, you know what, I've just about had it with U.S. and, and, and these other governing bodies being a superpower. I'm going to press this big red button and launch these missiles a, off. Do you think it's actually a big <clears throat> red button? <laughs> Maybe. I like to think so. Well, with the president, I don't know if you know, quick side note, with the president, he has what's called a nuclear football. It's a briefcase that requires him and the secretary of war or something like that. They both have keys and they have to punch in everything. And it's a legit thing. It's not like, you know, it's not like a thing you just see in the movies. It's a legit thing that actually <laughs> they, they can they can have and they can they can have at the ready. But let's just say she launched a couple of nuclear missiles. Um, let's say NORAD detects them. That's our that's our national defense for incoming foreign bodies, you know, by air. So jets and stuff like that and missiles. Let's say they can't intercept in time. Let's say, you know, this missile, it, it's going to hit New York. It's going to hit California. It's going to hit all the major coastal cities and work its way inward with these missiles, you know. And at that point, the U.S. responds. And then the Russia responds and everybody else starts getting in on the action. So what you're saying is a nuclear war. Yeah, nuclear war. MAD. The mutually assured destruction. Everything I said about the MP, except this time I have a little <laughs> bit more food. Um, <laughs> and I'm getting in my truck, mm -hmm. and I'm getting as far away from a big city as I possibly can. Here's the thing, uh, and I'm grabbing all my camping stuff. <laughs> I'm going camping. Watch Red Dawn. It <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good. Listen again. We're unqualified. That's basically Just... the same thing. No, 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 no. You so, have to get rid of you get away from the big cities. <clears throat> okay, for anybody who has seen the TV show Jericho for like the two seasons it ran before it canceled. Um, or anybody who, who whoever plays, if you play video games, if you know the video game franchise Fallout, or if you've seen any movies, uh, you know, along the same nuclear war, you know, war games, I think, was a, that's a really good movie, by the way. But um, with with a nuclear war, living in Oklahoma, we're actually, we're, we're a high target because of our Air Force base, because we, 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 I think we're one of the largest Air Force bases. So we would definitely be targeted that. And we do have a lot of silos here in the Midwest because it's just a bunch of farmland they can build that stuff into. Um, so we would definitely be targeted, unfortunately. So the thing is, is, is let's say the missiles are coming. I mean, you're still, you're going to have time to see what's going on. Now, when people hear nuclear war and they're hearing that a nuke's going to hit and there's nothing that you can do about it, there's going to be absolute mad panicking in the city. So what what you probably got to do airplane um is you 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 you've got to try to get out of the city in the in the fastest and calmest manner possible. If you are get, if you are near the epicenter of where the missile is expected to hit, you need to get yourself as far away as possible. With with nuclear missiles, they are a weapon of pure devastation and they're going to wipe everything for 100 miles. Um and 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 the biggest factor with nuclear missiles is the fallout radiation. Radiation is going to absolutely just devastate any sort of, you know, plant, you know, any any sort of, you know, nature or anything with, within a within a close proximity of itself. And so if if you are one of the if you are lucky enough to not be around the epicenter, you know, you're far enough away where the explosion is not gonna hit you directly, you're still exposed to the radiation. You're still exposed to nuclear fallout. You gotta establish a clean and and sterile food supply. You gotta grow your own food, and you you've gotta rely on your rations, because the the ground is gonna be tainted with radiation. It's not gonna be safe to eat anymore. You gotta establish your own 
supply of water because anything well water wise or city supply wise probably not going to be good anymore um, I don't know if, if you guys ever you know Chernobyl that was a that was a nuclear uh, factory or you know power plant that went up and there were there there, there was a country over that was getting little flecks uh, of radiation falling from the sky and it, it was a country over so you know nuclear radiation is, is probably you know if if you're not wiped out by the blast, if you're close enough, you're going to get wiped out by the radiation due to cancer and illness. So you just got to try to get yourself away as far as possible. Montana, Canada, <laughs> North Dakota, <laughs> Wyoming, Alaska. There you go. Um, if you are happen to be within the city, that's going to get hit. You can't get far enough away to avoid the big blast. Um, the best thing you can do is grab your supplies, grab your bug out bag, get some, get get your defenses ready, because people are gonna get crazy, uh, and, and try to get yourself in an underground shelter, get yourself as deep as possible. Um, and dig a hole, dig a hole, get in the shelter. Um, I see some YouTube videos where people have fallout shelters, um, where they literally have a an a atrium down there where they can have a small little garden of of food they can grow. So I'm not saying you have to go that crazy, but unfortunately, if you're caught within like the epicenter of of the nuclear blast, um, just try to get yourself underground. Um, unfortunately, nuclear war is just one of those things where it's one of those end of the world things that uh, that it would legitly just end the world. You know, if, if everybody was launching missiles everywhere, the radiation would just spread around the world so much that it would be hard to keep a sustainable food source unless you just self-sustained in a in a quarantined enough environment funny enough to, to bring that up but yeah nuclear war that's kind of hard to survive if you're not far enough away from the blast and got yourself isolated enough from from outside sources and of course don't trust anyone because they might be an enemy of the state so <laughs> <laughs> well there you go oh you got you got any more thoughts on nuclear war uh no no not any serious thoughts mine okay. are mostly joking uh, <laughs> not no, like I serious mean, I would, survival. I, I would, I would, I would head northwest. Mm-hmm. Like I would head north and then west. Yeah. Um, and I would try to get. Uh, I'd probably go like Montana, Wyoming, uh, you know, Alaska if I could. Um, I mean, you places could. that like, you know, aren't going to be targeted and that mm-hmm. are far away from things. You're talking about like the state of Alaska is two thirds the size of the continental 48 states. And so, um, you're talking about a space that's from the East coast of Oklahoma, uh, the East Eastern border, not coast (laughs) Eastern border of Oklahoma and Texas all Mm. the way to the West coast. Like that's the size of state that you're talking about. One state that's that size. So that is a lot of distance. There's only one real major city. Mm -hmm. One to two, in Alaska, and they don't really do a lot. <laughs> Shout so, out to Anchorage. Like, I mean, if, unless you're interested in whales or <laughs> cruise ships, you're probably not really like chilling in Alaska. Yeah, uh, definitely, probably not a target. So, I would probably go there, and you can live off the land, real easy. Yeah. I mean, you can grow stuff in in like greenhouses because it's cold, mm-hmm. but you can kill a lot of animals, <laughs> and you can fish for a lot of really good food. So that's probably my, like, goal for most um, uh, fallout plans, if you will, is to go to Alaska. However, um, in a serious manner, 
nuclear war. I live pretty freaking close to Oklahoma City, so. Um, and well, not just that, but Tinker. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would head, I would head north. Yeah, I you would yeah. If anybody, oh, I would, if I like from exactly where I would live, yeah, or exactly where I live right now, I would head straight west, and then once I get to like western Oklahoma, or like West Texas, yeah, I would start heading north. Yeah, no, I would probably there's like going through like the Panhandle of Texas into Colorado. There's nothing, nothing yeah. there, and so that's a pretty clear path straight up to mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. I yeah I w- I would probably head I'd probably head west on I forty from where we are and I would keep going. So you'd hop over your backyard fence and just drive. No, it. legit. Yeah, <laughs> I we would knock down that fence and we would go, because at that point I'm not concerned about street laws or anything. I'm right. going. Um, but yeah, in a calm manner though. Um, but yeah, so I think thirdly, we'll move on to the next topic, of what I would most like likely topic. happen. You don't like this but topic? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, let's say a few years down the road, and we're probably talking 50 maybe or so years. Thousands. Go ahead. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, let's say within the next 50 years, humanity just completely ignores all of the global changes that's happening. And let's say we just rapidly expedite all of the greenhouse gas and stuff like that that's warming up our environment. Um, and we cause total, complete global warming <clears throat> uh, to change everything about how do, our, our environment works. By global warming, do you mean like the ice caps in Antarctica are going to freeze and flood Florida? Or are you talking about like... You said freeze, you mean melt? <laughs> <laughs> melt and flood Florida? Or are you talking like... I'm talking, yeah. Like the atmosphere's gone and we're melting <clears throat> away because of the sun. Well, that you can't survive that. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, no. So in what the I'm talking global warming. So like, here's what I'm talking. So yeah, I, I get what you're. I get what you're meaning. No. So I'm talking. I'm talking. Yeah, polar ice caps melt, and there's a complete change in in water level, and it just all rises. I live in Oklahoma. I don't have to worry about that. But no. But but also also <laughs> well well but also with that you know. You would also experience an extreme dramatic change in your weather environment and, and just the environment that you're living in in general. I think Oklahoma would go to the sem- semi-tempered environment that it is to a completely humid, just absolutely... Yeah, I mean, become the new south. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we would we would become from from tornado alley to hurricane harbor, essentially, um, with, with the rise in water levels. Because Houston and stuff like that... You don't realize how, like, at sea level or below sea level oh, yeah. they really are. I mean, like, New Orleans, Houston, Biloxi, um, Mobile, uh, all the Florida. Florida's. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, if you live in Florida, like, if you live South deal, Texas or New Orleans, like, yes, you're gone. This, is a, a hor- <laughs> this would be horrible. However, like, that's not, one, going to happen in my lifetime. No. No way. Two, it's such a slow process. Like, even if we just, like went crazy as a nation and as a world and just I mean like turned on all the space heaters at the same time like <laughs> space heaters are gonna do us in like if we turn on every heater in the entire world all at the same time mm-hmm. like <laughs> I and, think and every that's a very that's a joke, I think but, everybody understands that it's it's probably a, a practically it's not gonna happen but, but like you're talking hypothetically like, you're talking about the oceans rising like I'm talking I'm talking oceans rising over years right so like well so you would have plenty of warning like Miami would have like hey yeah. just so you know everyone's got to leave Miami by like this time two <laughs> to three years down the road 
or like, hey, we're going to start evacuating Florida from the edges out, and we've mm-hmm. got like six years to do this, and we're going to start doing that. Like, it'd be such a slow thing that right. I think we could adjust as a society. It'd be weird, and mm-hmm. we would probably inhabit a lot of places that are not uh, inhabited very nicely. Like, uh, cities <laughs> like, I don't know, like Weatherford, Oklahoma, would become a big city. Like, uh, uh, places like Oklahoma City would become a massive city. Like things would blow up economically in these areas. Um, but I think it would happen so gradually over time. Um, I think there'd be a huge problem with population control. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, well, like right, but population control and stuff like that. It's such a slow thing that I'm like, right, man. right. But like if you saw, like, <laughs> like let's this is this is the way I see it. If you could see a bullet coming at you a mile away, and it's moving a centimeter every minute, you have plenty of time to get out of the way. <laughs> right? Right? That's, no, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. It's just... That's my hypothetically. I, I got I got you. Hypothetically speaking, though, we wake up, Florida and Houston and New Orleans are completely flooded because the polar ice caps melt overnight because everybody <laughs> had their space heaters on. Exactly. Um we know you know we have 120 degree weather on the norm and and we have negative like 30 degree weather on the norm in the winters you know just extreme changes and stuff like that that sounds i mean the winters sound amazing right but i'm just saying like extreme changes and like that because you gotta think that changes how our farmlands work now we gotta re we gotta readjust to that we might have like new dust bowls and stuff whatever <laughs> alaska can't be changed. no alaska is now like a like a tundra it's like 50s and 60s now Bruh, a tundra do you know what a tundra is <laughs> like it's a warm wintery place <laughs> what <laughs> i think that's oh not the best way to gosh. explain it Move but, on. but <laughs> global warming's a joke all right our great 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 grandchildren might have a deeper beach in miami <laughs> move on <laughs> Oh goodness. Okay. Well, how about take this? Take care of your planet, people. Let yeah. me just okay. <laughs> Sorry. Take care. Go ahead. So let's say for the next one here, and this may actually be more likely to happen in global warming. But yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's way more likely. <laughs> Are you kidding? Do you know where we live? Go all ahead. Right, go all ahead. right. So <laughs> all right. Goodness gracious. Over you right now. Okay. <laughs> so let's say. <laughs> let's this say this episode's gonna be so long. Just. just it's b- bunker down. Hey, you know what? It's good podcast or good quarantine material, and podcast material. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Um. Here we go. Um. So let's say there's news reports coming in that, and this actually, this this might actually start becoming there's a thing. There's several movies about this. Yes. So let's say there's been news reports. There's been increased activity in Yellowstone Park. The super volcano is becoming very oh, active going right volcano? now. Okay. Okay. That, you know, or let's say the San Andreas Fault, which sure. actually, I don't know if you've seen the news, has be, has started to become active. Dude, I don't watch the news. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> there's been there are, there's been legit new, news reports talking about how the San Andreas Fault is starting to become active. There's been some big earthquakes recorded along the San Andreas Fault. You know, in in and people, if you don't know what the San Andreas Fault is, basically it's a big fault line that runs the whole length of California, or a very vast majority of it. It's a very big fault line. You know, um, if you ever seen the movies, if you've seen the movie appropriately titled San Andreas, <laughs> you you would you would know what I'm talking about. But we're talking freaky. Yeah, it is. But 
we're talking about the San Andreas Fault putting out a, a, a 9, 10, you know, a 9 or a 10 on the Richter scale, even higher. We're talking the Yellowstone supervolcano erupting and blowing its top. We're talking yeah. a mile and a half to two long mile tornado with 350 plus wind speeds, which, spoiler alert, we had that back in like 99. Yeah, that seems like a normal <laughs> Yeah, so a natural super, disaster. Not in, in, but a super like a, natural. Like, a, like I'm talking like a massive one. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, so if you think about a 10.0 uh, earthquake, right, mm-hmm. on the West Coast, here's what I think would happen, right? So, like, when I think of, like, a natural disaster that would cause uh, society to fall apart, right, mm-hmm. I see it as, like, a perfect storm. Yeah, if you will, just like, everything kind of lining talking, up. You're talking like there's some hurricanes going on in the southeast. There's, um, you know, monsoons happening. There's like in the Philippines. Basically, what I think would happen is this would all be triggered from seismic activity. Um, basically, like a super earthquake, right? So, like, if you on the you know in Haiti or uh, on the west coast of of California, shout out Cali. <laughs> if you had a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 point uh, Richter scale earthquake, a legitimate how to talk. Yeah, a legitimate like earth shattering earthquake. If you had something like that, it would trigger so many other things. Domino effect. So and it would so, trigger monsoons. It would trigger mm-hmm. other earthquakes across the world. It would trigger yeah. volcanoes to erupt. It would trigger a lot of things. And so <clears throat> it would trigger thunderstorms. Yeah. And. Uh, everything and and we know as a society that the world is becoming uh, like weather wise it is becoming mm-hmm. way more extreme oh yeah like we're seeing you know record blizzards and heat waves and fires and all this stuff and it's it's because we're not taking care of our planet and that the, the way that everything's going on um, it's just how it's but I truly do believe yeah. that it would kind of come from seismic activity mm-hmm. um, where you know one thing triggers a bunch of things and honestly I think this is a pretty short conversation if something like this happened we would die yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, and when we start getting up to these other topics, as we get from more to least likely, a lot of these are getting onto the scale of like you know, there's not much you're gonna do. So in, in my head, here's how this plays out. I looked it up. The largest earthquake was in 1960. It was a 9.5 on the Richter scale. It was the uh, the the 1960 uh, uh, Valadiva in Chile. Um, the 1960 earthquake in Valadiva, Chile. Um, about Chile. The the it's not the earthquake. Uh, un- understand that it's not the earthquake that is devastating. It's if if you live along the west coast like California is, it's the tsunamis that follow within an earthquake that is going to be the devastation. You know, we're talking, you know, f- you know, you know, hundred foot hundred foot waves. Yeah. You know, crashing we're about into skyscrapers buildings. Skyscrapers flooding. Right, we're talking, you know, San Andreas level, you know, floods and stuff like that. You know, just complete devastation of the city. I mean, you've seen the movie 2012, right? Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Trigger tsunamis that flood China. That that flood the whole entire world, right? You know, I think how it would happen is we would have an earthquake on the San Andreas fault above a 10.0 on the Richter scale, which would cause tsunamis. The earthquake would then trigger a the super volcano in in in, uh, Yellowstone to go off. Which, by the way, if you don't know. There is a giant super volcano under under uh, under her silver uh, Yellowstone words, um, and f- also and, Hawaii. Yeah, in Hawaii, there's two. 
Now, the one in Yellowstone, if that goes off, like it, it erupts, which we don't know when that's going to be. It's active. It's not really dormant. That's the scary thing. It's been active for a while, and volcanoes can be active for a long time and not do anything. But if it were to decide that, hey, I've had enough, I'm going to go boom. Um, you got a hundreds and hundreds of, and we're talking a bigger radius than a nuclear bomb, hundreds and hundreds of miles worth of devastation, a complete, just utter, just raining ash and, and stuff like that. Um, where's Yellowstone located? Um, oh gosh, Montana. Whatever state Yellowstone is in is completely gone. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It, it pretty much it, it, it would devastate the whole entire s- state that it's located in, and some neighboring states too. Um, the world would be completely blacked out from ash in the sky, um, or at least a majority of the world would be. Um, sunlight wouldn't really get in, and we Wyoming. would have constant. So Wyoming, bye. If Yellowstone goes off the super volcano, bye. Wyoming no longer exists on the U.S. map anymore. Um, and it, it, it's, it's a crazy thing to think about, you know, hurricanes are getting bigger, floods are being, you know, nastier and nastier yep. water, level, you know, water levels is going up and, and it's just a bunch of crazy stuff. So yeah, you're right. Stuff like that would be the perfect storm. If, if that were to happen kind of on like a biblical scale, honestly, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Just I mean, hang out at home. Hopefully do the best that you can. A giant arc. Giant arcs (laughs) like in the movie 2012. Right. So in the event that China doesn't do that, um, really the best advice I can give you is do the best you can (laughs) with where you are because that that would, uh, oh, man, that would wipe a lot of stuff out. And not just here in the U.S., but that would be a global scale kind of stuff. And when you start getting on that scale, it's kind of hard to think about, yeah, we could survive that. I'm hopping on a spaceship and going to Mars. <laughs> hey, Elon, we're coming with you. Oh, my gosh. That is a smart man. The next topic, I think, the next two topics, I think I'm like we should just wrap into like one kind of like topic. Yeah. Um, and this is this is the most interesting for me. Yeah. Um, not to be insensitive to what's going on in the world, but just to kind of open your eyes as far as what can happen plagues and infections and of things like that you know and by plague like uh just newsflash coronavirus is not a plague by any means um in the event of a plague you're talking like a uh a death rate probably closer to 60 70 percent if not higher um because think about it the the black death plague yeah wipe almost wiped europe off the map Right. It, it killed, I think, seventy or 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 seven, somewhere around the seventies percent uh, of the population in Europe with, with that plague. Yeah, plagues right. are plagues are are basically a super. It's just like a it's a super illness. You know, there's there's not really. I don't think there's much of a way around a plague other than what we're doing right now, which is yeah, social distancing. I, I think <laughs> I think in the event of a plague, like, you know, I would take all measures to figure out. Um, how it's being spread. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. the CDC would be able to provide that information pretty quickly before it got out of control. Yeah. Whether it's airborne, whether it's bloodborne, whether it's touch, whether it's uh, making out with other people, like whatever. Flea, rat, yeah, whatever. whatever it might be, right? And so, let's say, I would say probably the worst type of plague, plague, goodness gracious, would be like an airborne disease, right? Yeah. And so, I would obviously be like wearing masks, and stuff like that and like trying to control what I'm inhaling mm-hmm. um, and then I would find somewhere where little population and very cold yeah like this is a situation where 
I'm taking my two to three crates that I have in my garage of camping supplies and food and water, and I am heading north, like, as fast as I humanly possibly can. Yeah. Because airborne diseases don't work as well in colder temperatures and trying to get away from as many people as I can. Yeah. And, you know, staying off the grid, trying to camp and stuff like that, getting as much food and supplies as I possibly can before anything goes crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. And going off the grid completely. Yeah. Funny enough, you guys at home are already kind of preparing semi somewhat for like a plague yeah, kind we of all type have of thing. Masks now. You have masks. You know, hopefully you got M95s if you can afford them. But you've got N95s and everything like that, and your social distancing, which is probably the biggest thing you can do in a plague. Because you got to remember, back in the day when we're talking about like the Black Death and stuff, where Europe almost got wiped out, they didn't have like what we have with the CDC and and stuff like that. They didn't have that technology. They didn't have a way of to inform people right. of what's going on. You know, back then they relied on people in big creepy masks to be like, hey, you dying. I'm sorry. Let's drag you out (laughs) off to the back, old yeller, um, and and do that. Now, you know, on the other side of it, kind of with what's going on right now, a super infection. Yeah. So this is the one that in my mind is the most plausible. Like when I think of like, hey, we're ending the world. This is the one that's the most plausible to me. Basically, in my mind, have you seen I Am Legend? <laughs> yes. Okay. Basically, <laughs> there's a plague or a sickness similar to coronavirus or a really bad flu, like Spanish flu or something like that, um, that is killing 10, 15, 20% of people, right? And it's it's really bad. It's going crazy, da 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 um, And the government or the CDC or whoever comes out with a vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Similar to like, I don't know, let's say, you know, they come out tomorrow with a vaccine to cancer and everyone's supposed to take it to, to get better, you know, from, from uh, uh, cancer or from this plague or this illness that's striking the world. Right. And you take it, you get it right. But it hadn't been tested long enough or, uh, on enough people, okay, and six months, eight months, twelve months down the road, all of a sudden people start falling over dead or start going crazy and like acting like they're on bath salts and eating people and stuff like that. Now, <laughs> do I think that we're gonna have like this huge infection of I am legend, like freaking zombie thingies running around trying to eat people? Not necessarily, but I do think no? that it could alter your Man. pathological brain waves to do crazy stuff and whether that is a like biological weapon that Mm -hmm. someone created that takes an effect six months 12 months 18 months two years five years down the road whatever it is um i think that's super plausible i think like a vaccine because you gotta think like if you were trying to kill a bunch of people or take over the world like Mm -hmm. um capitalize on people's fear right and so like everyone's scared take this vaccine and you won't die um, and people take it and then you know things go south and they die and this is the one in my brain that I'm like oh yeah I'm prepared for this again this is one where you're talking I'm teaming up with my crew mm-hmm. right like I'm getting my protection on I am getting in my truck putting as much armor on it as possible and I am driving to these places and I am bunkering 
up. Like, I am building a bunker with guns and, like, this is, like, apocalypse thing to me. Like, you've got you got bad guys, you've got good guys, you've got sick people that are trying to kill you or eat you or whatever. And, like, you got to bunker down and try to survive and rebuild civilization. So you're talking, like, Walking Dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but not as dumb. Not with like the um, zombies and stuff. Yeah, not zombies. Well, so zombies, like zombies, undead stuff. Yeah. Well, no, and that's I get not that. Well, it, it's funny but that you bring inf- that up. An infection, mm-hmm. like a rabies. Like well, have you like World War Z? Yeah. Well, no, it's funny that you bring like, that up because but because in like The Walking Dead and stuff, I believe I don't. It's been forever since I've seen it, but as far as I'm aware, it's an it's an airborne illness, and so everybody has it. The only thing is that it doesn't really start its process until you die. Walking Dead was like you get bit. And well, then if you, you die, get, and well, no, they in one of the episodes crazy. they find out that they're already infected. It just it it. Oh, I never actually. It, it turned it like basically it turns your it turns your brain into like a, a ravenous thing where it only and it only turns on like your your primal hib- inhibitors in your brain. So all you're working on is your primal function. Um, everybody's your, already your infected. Flight or, flight or die. Yeah, okay. your fighter. Yeah, your fight or flight stuff, and it's mainly fight and bite. Um, but yeah, my thing is is like how long until someone. Like transforms the rabies disease into mm-hmm. something that can affect humans. Well, and and you know, and that's actually one of the other things we have on here is you know biochemical terrorism or right, warfare. Right, right. You know, with there are laws, the Gene- the Geneva Convention laws that basically state that you know you can't use biochemical warfare within war. You know, so white phosphorus right. is banned and all that other kind of stuff is banned. But what's stopping somebody from, from setting off like a well, – it wouldn't be a dirty bomb, but it would be, you know, they, they release some sort of explosive or to release something into a city, you know, like a big anthrax attack or something. Some sort of super biochemical weapon that as soon as you breathe it in, it, it like liquidifies your insides or some something crazy, you know. Um I think how you would get around, you know, that it's kind of the similar way with, you know, the the infe- the the infective the infective virus or the the nuclear war. Get yourself away as far as possible from anybody. You know, bunker legit bunker yourself in with, you know, guns, supplies, your crew, whatever. Your quote unquote fallout boys. Haha. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've had that joke for a while. I'm sorry, I had to get that, that out. Was funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, but it's it's kind of the similar things, and that's kind of the, the case with a lot of these. Is you you just distance yourself from society as much as possible because society has collapsed. You know, rioting, looting, purging, whatever. Get yourself away from those situations as much as possible. Hunker down, learn how to use a shotgun, and learn how to plant a few plants. And maybe raise some chickens. <laughs> You're good to go, you know? Plant your apple trees, yeah. plant your bell peppers and whatnot. But uh, Basically what we're saying is if the world <clears throat> comes to an end, find your boys, find your weapons, find your farmers. Find your wives and your husbands. Chill the heck out. Yeah. I think, you know, I want to touch on a few of the outlandish ones. It's not happening, bro. Zombies are not happening. <laughs> Look, okay, but in, in a Walking Dead scenario or a zombies scenario... You the, fight. The dead is risen, you know. You fight. You bite, you get turned. First of all, could you imagine how... You know how many dead people there are on this Yeah. Listen, uh, I know, and and that's the thing. Like when you think about that kind of stuff, it's like, well, first of all, like, of course it can't happen, here's, here's but... It's crazy, bro. Is there's houses mm-hmm. 
built on grave sites. Yeah. Right. We're on like, Indian burial grounds right yeah. now. Or take this, okay? Lake Murray in southern Oklahoma. Mm. It's like southernish Oklahoma. <laughs> it used to be a city. Like the area where when they decided to dam it up in the 60s, it was a full blown civilization. Like it was a city. Like they, Oklahoma was like, yo, all you people got to move. Like y'all have to relocate. <laughs> you have to leave here and never come back. And. They basically sunk a city. Like, they f- they dammed up a river and flooded an entire city. Legit. Harsh, whatever, I don't care. It, I mean, it wasn't like a big city, obviously, but it was a civilization. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, small. A couple hundred people. Dang. But in there, there were cemeteries and bridges <laughs> and cars and houses and, like, everything. <laughs> and it's still at the bottom of Lake Murray. Like, you can go scuba diving in Lake Murray. It's one of the clearest and cleanest lakes in Oklahoma, you can scoop it out to the bottom of it and find the cemetery. If oh. the undead, if the dead <laughs> rose, imagine you're fishing on Lake Mary because it's one of the best bass play fishing in in America and in, in in Oklahoma. Imagine you're fishing and a freaking skeleton comes swimming up. Or, or how I like or to think of it. Yeah, you hook a zombie, you pull it up. All of a sudden, you got a zombie going, Bleh, crawling into your boat. Like, could you imagine that? Like yeah. hundreds of bodies okay. coming out of the lake? Yeah, nah. so at that point with, with a zombie apocalypse, you know, um, train yourself in more than just a shotgun. Maybe <laughs> a handgun and, a, and maybe a rifle of some like sort. 50 caliber. Something. Um, and then maybe get a little bit of hands, you know, clo- you know CQC, close quarter combat. Get some training in, 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 in that aspect. If zombies are starting to come around, um, because you know resources. Oh my god, <laughs> resources are going to become very scarce. You are going to have to rebuild, and you're going to have to. You are going to have to fight. There's no way around it. One way or another, somebody's going to stumble, stumble upon either your you know rural rural civilization that you've started building, or people are going to want your stuff and they're going to try to steal it yeah, in a bad stuff. way. I know, sh- shoot them. Um, you have two options fight mm-hmm. or walk into a horde yeah if you want to be done you don't want to live through it I get it bang just surrender yeah. just walk into a horde of zombies and give up call it good yeah yeah and you know that's really probably the only two other options You there's the two options you have in a zombie apocalypse but yeah um, what if we had like a war of the world situation like, a, like an okay, alien so, invasion came in and they oh, were trying to aliens. like... I was talking about like a civil war, mm-hmm. which is super possible, guys. It's so crazy. Um, <laughs> so we'll, I wanna, let's do, let's do civil alien, war. Alien war. Uh, yeah. No, nah, we'd be dead. There'd be no chance. There'd be absolutely zero chance. Here's the thing. Like, but, if, but if aliens if, are allergic to if, water. No. No. <laughs> Have you seen signs? If aliens exist. Mm-hmm. If. If. And I'm not talking about like little like microorganisms and stuff, whatever. I'm talking about like another intelligent life form that is going to come in here and wreck shop. Here's the deal. Most likely, they're not going to be coming in riding on space horses and throwing <laughs> spears at us. Space horses? <laughs> like, they're coming in on some freaking ships that we can't even oh, oh. like detect fully. And, no. Full and, stop. Hold on. What's a space horse? I imagine like cowboys and Indians, alien edition. Like, are you talking like a horse like, with eight legs and two like, heads nah, or something? Like just a horse that can survive in space. And they're coming in the atmosphere and they're like, oh, no, no, no. 
And they're like, <laughs> like that's not what it's gonna be like. It's not gonna be like, oh, I've got this pistol. Let me shoot you. You're dead. Did you really go? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Listen, it's not racist. My wife. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Come on. Here's what I'm saying, bro. Okay. They're gonna come in weapons and in ships and stuff that are way more advanced than what we have. And it will be the end of us. It is where it is. You've played StarCraft. What happens? Yeah. What happens when the I little know. Protoss attack? I it's know. over. Just saying, bro. Now, what I, I like how you brought up Civil War. Oh, this is super possible, bro. Like, think about all your redneck friends right now. Close your eyes. Imagine them. Yep. Okay. I saw myself. Everyone, every, <laughs> everyone has <laughs> some, the people that are rocking their... Like, I lived in Alabama for years. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Listen. banjo music? <laughs> yeah, but I hear that in Oklahoma, dude. <laughs> I was in a bluegrass band for like six months. Does okay, but um, outside of your band. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um okay. here's the thing though, man. Like there there are it seems like you have, you know, three groups of people in the world in in the United States. You have the people that are like, oh, I hate the government. The government's killing everyone, and it's the worst, and revolt and stuff like that and stuff. And those people are most likely also, like, pro-Trump, which is a government official. I don't understand you people. Like, I'm not saying whether I am pro or against anything because I don't do that. Um, but I don't understand how you can be like, I hate the government. They're spying on us and stuff like that. Oh, Trump's great. Like, he's part of the government. Like, how can you say you hate the government and then be like, oh, yeah, this guy's cool. Because I'm, I'm the best president of the world. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I And I'm not going to share my political thoughts on this podcast. I'm not. Unless a lot of you ask about it, then I will because I don't really care what people <laughs> think about me at all. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there's, like, the people that are like, oh, the government is, you know, martial law and all that stuff. Then there's the people that are like, you know, you know, you got like the left and the rights, and then you got the people who, that are kind of similar to me, um, and 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 have a whether it's healthy or not, a somewhat level of empathy mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, the government. Now, I care a lot more than I used to, but there are a lot of people that do not care. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, whatever. I don't even care. Like, the world ends. I don't care. Like, I don't care about my rights. I don't care about this or that. I'm not one of those people. Calm down. <laughs> but what I am saying is that there are a lot of people out there that are either like, let's revolt and raise our guns and our rebel flags and attack the government. Then there's people that are like, oh, no, no, no. We need control. And then there's the people that just don't care. So people that don't care, they just get killed in the crossfire. But there would be, there could totally be a civil war. All it takes is like the Second Amendment being amended. Um, amend the Second Amend, whatever. Um, <laughs> amend the Second uh, Amend the Amendment. What? We need more <laughs> words. Moving on. <laughs> we, we personally. So, all that's all it would take. Yeah. Like, there's been a, you, you, unless you have lived under a rock. Or, or waking up from a coma and somehow clicked on this podcast. <laughs> Which, hey. The world has been so separated over things about, you know, um, religion, sex, guns, rights, 
all that stuff, right? I thought you said rice. And <laughs> rice. It, it's Should white. It be brown or white rice? It's it's white rice all the way. Uh, if you don't eat steamed rice with your Asian meals, you're wrong. Uh, I'm gonna not do any accent right now and just keep keep. Going. <laughs> but here's my deal, man. Like, there is totally like, and most of those people like you have someone that's like, you know, um, uh, protect the Second Amendment and you know, no gay people and you don't have any rights. Um, but we have all the rights at the same time. Whatever. <sighs> Yeah. And then there's the people that are the exact opposite of all that. Like the, it normally, not I'm I'm putting out a broad blanket here. I'm not saying that everyone's this way or not, but I'm saying there's a lot of people out there that, you know, basically it's split up into two groups on who agrees. Like if you 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 talk to a person that believes that, you know, guns should be banned, they're probably going to have a lot of the similar views as other people that think guns should be. Then you have people that are like, "Oh, like I want to carry a you know 50 caliber machine gun mounted in my backpack and those people are going to have a lot of the same views like, <laughs> mounted as, as in my backpack yeah, dude, that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> um and, and so i think it's we're really just one vital right being um, amended <laughs> for for a full-blown civil war to break out because i mean i tell you what <clears throat> there are people that i know in alabama that if you're like hey Give me your guns. You would have a war in Alabama. Guaranteed. <laughs> Texas is crazy, dude. Oklahoma's pretty crazy. I, th- I think we're like probably 60-40. It's 60-40. But I really do. I think, I think it would take something like uh, admin, amending the Second Amendment. Like I think mm-hmm. I think that would that would push a lot of people over the edge and then we would have a civil war. Um, yeah. Yeah. But how do you find a civil war with no guns? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, oh no! <laughs> not, I'm not trying to say who would win that fight or not. But like, right. if you don't believe in guns, how are you gonna fight? Um, <laughs> Listen, all political joking aside, all, I will joke about politics all the time, but I will not share any of my personal opinions. Oh my uh, gosh! Because politics is a uh, uh, it's a murky a black thing. hole trap in yeah. which people listen. I'm going to end here with this and Blake can close out this episode afterwards. We may not agree me and you person listening. Um, I could guarantee that there are people out there that don't agree with me. Some people probably think that I'm too, um, uh, whatever Two. that's the thing. Like you can talk to two people that like want to defend all the rights in the world and they can think each other are too much of this or that. But why, as a society, can't we disagree and remain a society? Why can't I say, I don't believe in what you believe in, but you're still my friend and I love you? Mm-hmm. I, I, in my profession, hang out with so many people that live lifestyles and live a way that I do not agree with all the time. Like, I, it is in my face all the time. I am in the church world and there are so many people that are not in that world and that disagree with that world. <clears throat> and yet, for whatever reason, the society, the society that we are in now, if you don't agree with me, you are my enemy. And I don't understand that. Me and Blake disagree on a lot of things. And he is one of my closest friends. And I don't understand why people can't do that. Yeah. So... 
yeah, I think a civil war is very close to happening in this nation because of that fact. People cannot disagree without hating someone. Right. Which is a very, very good point. Um, and I agree with you on that, you know, with, with the civil war coming up and, and, and everything coming up. It's happening. <laughs> it's like we predicted the, it. Oh, calendar. God. <laughs> like, ah! it, yeah, May 31st, we go. We go to war, boys. No. If it does end up happening, you know, um, <laughs> I guess you just got to be on the, the right side of what you believe in i i don't know i don't know how to how to describe that one how would you survive a civil war it's a war uh there's a winner so be on the winning side (laughs) that's all i could say um but yeah we'll wrap well you know we'll wrap things up a few closing thoughts you know there's a there's a lot of things that out there that are scary you know and, and this episode was definitely not meant to fearmonger or make you afraid yeah. of anything, <laughs> especially crazy. with what's going on right now. Yeah, you know. It, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done this episode right now. No, well, you know what? I, I think it's We're fine. I think it's fine because I think people need to understand that it's okay to prep for for these kind of scenarios. But yeah, at the same we said time, we were going to answer that question. Yeah, should you prep? I th- you should. I think in mm-hmm. any scenario, even even if the coronavirus was not going on right now, if COVID-19 was not a thing, I still think it's okay to prep in, in the event that something like this happens again in the future. Now, I yeah. think the world will be better prepared for this kind of event now. But now imagine that it's if it happened. was so much worse. Right. If it was so much that- worse, the government would have to shut down grocery <clears throat> stores. And that's my thing. Like that's my, that's my argument. And this is what I had a conversation with my wife a couple weeks ago. I said, if this was any worse... We would be on like total lockdown in our house, like martial law. And not necessarily martial law. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. That's political. Uh, <laughs> That's political. All right. <laughs> I'm saying like we would be like completely locked down, and in the event that we were on a complete lockdown, how quickly could the government aid every single person with food? Right. Like it could be days. It could be it, weeks. You're right. And it so, could be never. It like, could be never, right. And 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 that's the thing. You've got to prep and be prepared for that kind of scenario where I don't like it the takes word the government. Prepper. I like the word uh, prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Just be prepared. Yep. Boy Scouts. It's one of the rules in Boy Scouts. Be Boys. prepared for anything. <laughs> I would know. Oh, uh, I was in Boy Scouts. That's a fun story. But uh, I think it's okay to be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared for any scenario, any scenario, any situation. Don't ruin your life because you think the world's gonna end tomorrow. Look, it's it's. Come on, this is not this is not a world-ending thing. Is it a world-changing thing? It absolutely is. This is gonna change how society behaves now forever. From from a health standpoint, from from a preparedness standpoint, if this kind of if this ever happens again, I think we I think we will be prepared the next time around if something like this does crop up. I think we will handle it in a much better uh, way. If, you know, if if it happens again, if it's on the same level as this, I right? Think if it's much worse than this, we would be in. But you a know, much worse. At spot. the same time, I think who and the CDC, you know, our our governing body for health and stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't realize you were saying like WHO. Like yeah, the WHO, the WHO, World Health Organization, <laughs> like, and then like, our CDC. Who, what? Um, so confused. I think at this point. They're, they're not going to mess around with any sort of big infection that's starting to crop up. I think they're going to shut it down immediately going forward, and I think they're not going to allow this to happen again, and personally. Yeah. 
So in all in all, as long as it's not some sort of biblical end of the world kind of thing, the God, God has called the rapture. He is coming down and he's calling everybody up. And then he's saying, all right, you guys had a good run. Bye. Um, you know, Thanos snaps the world and everything starts going to crap. <laughs> um, or the San Andreas fault decides to go, which triggers a domino effect. You know, as long as it's not like a world ending thing, like, you know, there's an asteroid that's coming close by to Earth. That's kind of it's kind of sketchy. You know, if, an, I, if like what if one of those just like moved a little bit to the left and smashed? It well, there? so here's the thing. The asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs and, and I promise we're wrapping up. This is the last thing I do want to talk about. <laughs> Um, Hour if, 19 minutes in. <laughs> um, if that asteroid that hit were, with the dinosaurs, that was, I think it was the size of Texas. Or no, it, it was bigger or, or something around that, that size range. It was large. It was very large. If, it, if let's say, an asteroid the size of Alaska wanted to hit the world, um, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Look, yeah. the movie Armageddon, if it's taught me anything... The only thing we can do is get Bruce Willis up on a spaceship, drop a nuke inside the comet or the asteroid, and then be good. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> but if it's something that is world-ending, here's my tip to you on how to survive that. Don't die. Gather with your close family and friends. Share all the memories that you can um, before the time comes. Make peace with everybody that you can. Be it be a peace of a higher power or peace with friends and family that you may have, you know not been in contact with for one reason or another you had an argument you had a disagreement and you you hated each other about that disagreement or something happened and it split you up family wise or friend wise make those amendments as you you know asap because the world ending um and, and just spend all the time you can making those moments count before the big kaboots goes up and uh we you know the asteroid hits or the super <laughs> volcano goes off or whatever um, and that's my tip for surviving the world actually ending and not being able to do anything about it. Just spend time with your family, make amendments when you can, and you know, just enjoy those last moments you've got. So with that, and hopefully ending it on more of a positive note with, with this here, like I said, this is not to be a fear mongering episode. This is just to let you know that, you know, it's fun to kind of talk about this kind of stuff and, you know, that's why people laugh at their own pain. That's why people make fun of themselves. You know, it, it psychologically it helps out. You know, it helps us cope with what's going on. So talking about this stuff is kind of a coping mechanism for at least me. I hope it's you know something that helps you out a little bit with this. But be prepared. Um, get your stuff together. At, at least prepare. Uh, prepare for at least three weeks minimum. Three to six weeks, I think, is good enough. Three six years <laughs> minimum. Buy a warehouse, fill it up with <laughs> rice. No. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, get prepared. At least make an emergency kit. With living in Oklahoma, if you're listening here, living in Oklahoma, tornado season is here. Bum, um, bum, bum. <laughs> that was like a football. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum. Okay. But it, tornado season is here. Get prepared. You know, you never know what could happen. We can have an F5 that completely wipes houses off their foundations. And, you know, you're going to have to live with somebody for a few weeks until you can figure something out. Just be prepared. Get some emergency kits ready. Maybe even make a bug out bag for a few weeks. Whatever you got to do. Um, and all in all, like I said, um, just uh, keep your wits about you. Don't don't go crazy on me, Taylor. Okay, don't be don't be no eating problems. bath salts on me when the world goes to crap. <laughs> <laughs> As always, my name is Blake and Taylor. We are unqualified. Yay.